God. Thank you for your kindness. Oh, God, words can't give you enough praise, oh, God, for all that you do, Jesus. I would open my mouth in praise continually with the fruits of my lips, giving thanks to you, Lord, for all that you do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. And I want to get right into our study again tonight, talking about overcoming trouble. Amen. Hopefully you have looked at your notes, you've searched these scriptures out, and, and that's the key and the important thing is to realize that God wants us to be overcomers in everything. Amen. In Job, in Job 3, 25 to 26, Job said, For things which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, and yet trouble came. Amen. Trouble came. Jesus tells us in John sixteen thirty three. he says, In this life you shall have tribulations. He says, But be of good cheer. Amen. He says, I've overcome the world, so you can overcome it too, right? So you can overcome the things you faced. Amen. That's the key thing that I hope we have learned this whole year is how to be overcomers. Jesus overcame everything, and so therefore we should be able to overcome as well, amen, in our walk. Now, last week we, we talked about uh, ways to overcome our troubles is not to focus on it, amen. The enemy desires to get you to focus on what you're facing and what you're going through because he knows if he can get you to get your fo- focus off of Jesus and onto that circumstance of that situation, that's where you will be. Because he knows that Scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. And so we have to get our minds focused that we stay on Christ. As Isaiah said in Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord Jehovah, Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Amen. God will give you the power. He will give you the abilities. He will give you the directions and instructions to help you to do. And no, David says in Psalm 20, verse 1, he says, The Lord hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend you, sending you help from the sanctuary and strengthening you out of Zion. Amen. God knows what you're going through. Don't ever think God don't know what you're facing. That's why the writer of Hebrews 10, 35 through 39 tells you to cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. You have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. Amen. And if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We have a destination. Amen. And we're going to reach that destination. And God did not promise us a rose garden. Amen. Because if he did, you'd be complaining about the thorns. Amen. So, But he promised us, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And we have to cling to that. That no matter what I'm going through, God is right there with me and by my side to help me to be an overcomer. And His Word is designed to strengthen me. His Word is designed to build me up and encourage me to keep running the race. 
Jeremiah asked a question. He says, if you've ran with footmen, in Jeremiah 12, 5, he says, if you have ran with footmen and they have troubled you, what will you do uh, with horses? If in the land of peace where you trust, they were you, how will you do when the Jordan River starts swelling? In other words, if you've got trouble when it's easy, what are you going to do when it gets tough? Amen. You've got to be able to build yourself up on your most holy faith, Paul said, praying in the Holy Ghost. As Jude says, keep yourself in the love of God. See, you've got to keep yourself in the love of God. You've got to build that relationship. When we know, when we look at Job, the Bible uh, and Job 1, it brings us right out and tells us what kind of man Job was. It says Job was an upright man. He feared God. He screwed evil. He avoided evil. And he did things when he was right in his right mind. You can't wait till trouble come to try to fix the problem. You need to prepare in advance. Amen. When things are going good, you, that's the time you need to be excited, building up, laying up. That's why the Bible tells you in the Proverbs, go to the ants. The ants don't wait till it gets cold. They begin to lay up their food in the summer when things is easy and it's plentiful. You know, there's a lot of food laying on the ground. Y'all eat a half a hot dog. You throw it down so the ants picks it up and he takes it home. He knows winter is coming. See, so he prepares in the good times. And that's why we must do the same way. When things are going good, you know, that's the time we need to be in the Word of God, man. We need to be hiding the Word of God in our hearts. We need to be in church. We need to be praising God. We need to be building ourselves up on our most holy faith. We don't need to wait till I got trouble, then run to the altar. You know, the Lord said the people in the world's wives have been the children of light. The people in the world, they start having problems. They run to the church. The people in the church start having power, but they run to the world. No, you go back to... You stay with God. Amen. So don't focus on what you're going through. Cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cared for you. That's why Paul told the church at Philippi in Philippians 4, 4 through 7, he said, rejoice every more and everything. Give thanks. You know, he says, and let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful but nothing but everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God in the peace of God which passive all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Build a prayer life. Build a daily devotion life so that things will keep you motivated, okay? So don't focus on your situation and the things you're going through. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, right? To them who are the called. Amen. Then we talked a little bit about, you know, are you the cause? Are you the cause of your own problems? A lot of people are. <laughs> I put it that way. A lot of majority of people are their own worst enemy. You know, for example, Jesse, you know, if you don't do your homework and you get to school and the teacher give you an F, who's, who's responsible? Mom and dad? Who's responsible? You. See, so you, call, you create your own problems, right? See, and that's what we have to realize. We don't want to create our own problems. Now, we saw in 1 Kings 18, 17 through 18, you know, we see that Elijah meets Ahab, and Ahab asks him, are you the one that's causing the trouble to Israel? He says, I'm not the cause. You are. You're the one that's causing the trouble, you know. 
And so you have to realize, I have to look myself in the mirror every time I go through things and says, I am, am I the cause of my own trouble? You know, and so this is what we want to look at. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 38, verse 1. Isaiah 38, 1. We see here that Hezekiah was sick unto death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt not die, thou shalt die and not live. How would you like that to come to your way? Huh? How would you like for somebody to come up to you and says, God said you're going to die? <laughs> you don't think that'll rock your cradle? You know? See? But notice what Hezekiah does. You know, he turns his face to the wall and he starts weeping and he starts crying and he calls to God to remember the good things that he had done. You know, sometimes we not may not realize, you know, we can be doing all other things right and they might just be one or two things that we ain't doing right and God is not well pleased. And we can be creating our own trouble, and God sends us warnings and says, hey, get your act together. Because sin can't enter there. So we have to realize that God wants us to overcome these problems and these situations that we're facing in our lives. Amen. As we look at Daniel chapter 5, verse 17 through 30, I won't read it all. But you have probably already read it because I know you are smart. You studied this week, right? So Daniel 5, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's son Belshazzar has a dream. A hand comes out and he writes on the wall, many, many tescula lofarsin, you know. And he's, a, he's afraid now. And his knees start shaking. He is in trouble, you know. And they realize that Daniel can translate I interpret dreams. And so they send for Daniel, and Daniel comes to him, and notice what Daniel tells him. You know, he begins to tell him that, hey, you knew what God did to your father. You knew how your father was the king, and how God put him out in the pasture and made him eat grass like a cow, more or less. He says, you knew. And he said, the same way your dad let pride get in his heart, you let it happen into you. And he says, now, here you are. And he says, basically, here is the translation. You know, many, you know, God has judged you and you're found lacking. He says, he's put you in balance, man. You ain't weighing out. Your bad don't out <laughs> don't outweigh the good, you know. So you know, and so here he is. He's in the balance, and then he tells him, you know, that your kingdom is taken away from you, you know, and basically you're done. He created his own trouble because he knew. See, how many of us is creating our own troubles because we don't follow what God says? No. We know, we know true from error, but yet we choose 
to do wrong and expect good out of it. It don't wait that way. See, so we have to realize that God's Word is designed to keep us on track and to help us overcome trouble. We're called to be what? Doers of the Word and not hearers only. See, most trouble comes by virtue of not doing what God wants us to do. Amen. Let's look at Judges chapter 6. Go to Judges chapter 6, verse 6 through 10. Judges chapter 6, verse 6 through 10. We know that Israel is being tormented by their adversary, the Midianites. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, I brought you forth out of the house of bondage, I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hands of all that oppressed you, and drove them out from before you, and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God, fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But what happened? You ain't obeyed my voice. God says, I told you not to fear them. You know, you ain't listening. So now you've got your own troubles. See? And so Gideon began to question God. Well, God, if, you know, if, if you're with us, then why all these things are happening to us? God said, well, same concept. I told you. You know, if you don't do what I tell you, you can expect troubles. Just like I just said with, with Brother Jesse back there a few minutes ago. If the teacher tells him to do his homework and he don't do, do it, he creates his own problem. It ain't the teacher's fault. You know, if he fails the class, it's his fault. You know, everybody wants to blame everybody else. But we have to ask ourselves, are we our own worst enemy? The Bible, there's an old saying, we've met the enemy and he's us. I can be my own worst enemy. When we fail to listen to what God tells us, it's not his fault when we're being defeated by our enemies and we're going through things in our lives. God will let us go right on down the road, amen, by ourselves and, and face all kinds of oppositions and troubles because we're not listening. You know? So we have to get to that point to where we're listening. We know the story of Achan in Joshua chapter 7, verse 10 through verse 26. Again, I won't read it all, but we know they was given clear instructions that everything in Jericho was cursed other than what God told Joshua to bring out. But what happened? They get in there, and the first thing we know that Achan, he stakes what? Some gold, some garments. And what does he do with it? He takes it and he hides it in his tent. And then now the next battle, the children of Israel faces Ai and 26 people are killed. Joshua now falls on his face before God. He's wondering if God has left them. And what did God tell him? Get up. He said there's sin in the camp. You know, because now here's Achan. Not only has he created a problem, his own trouble He's created trouble for other people. 
Now some mother has lost her son. Some brother has lost a brother. You know, 26 people are dead because of one man's disobedience to the Word of God. Your disobedience is not only going to affect you, it's going to affect someone else. You need to realize that. You know, and so as a result of this, when God tells them there's sin in the camp, God begins to tell them to narrow it down. Amen. And as they begin to narrow it all the way down, it comes down to Achan. And when he gets in front of Joshua, Joshua says, tell me what you've done. You know, and as a result, he tells him he saw it, he took it, and is hid in his tent to go get it. And what happened? He takes his whole family. They take him down in the valley of Achor, and they stone him. They killed the whole family, everything he's got. You know, so he, his, his disobedience didn't just, you know, affect him. It affected Israel, other people, and soldiers. It affected his family. See? So we have to realize that God's word is designed to help us be an overcomer of troubles. We don't, shouldn't have to stand and believe what the world is trying to teach us and show us. We've got to realize that God's word is true and is designed to help us to overcome. See? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. In Mark chapter 4, verse 18 through 19, Jesus says, These are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in, and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Notice, in Mark four eighteen, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, enter in and choke the word out of you. And you become unfruitful. See? So you have to ask yourself, is my trouble caused because of lust? Is my trouble caused because I'm trying to get more riches? Is my trouble caused because I'm trying to, I'm all concerned about the world? See? This world is going to pass away. Say, we need to focus on God. He wants us to be overcomers in these things. Amen. Achan could have been like everybody else. He saw what God had done. He saw what God was doing for them, but yet he chose to, to, to allow the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life to come in and to destroy his thought process to where he took things that God had said not. Will a man rob God? We need to realize that if we do not obey God's word, we can create our own troubles in our own situations. And the devastation could be dangerous. Achan's demise was because he did not obey the word of God. John says in 1 John 2, 9, He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even unto now. He that saith he is in the light 
and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. Are you in the light? If you're walking in the light, you're supposed to see where you're going. You're supposed to see what you're doing right. And so and as a result of that, you're supposed to be easily able to see how to overcome trouble and problems and situations. You should be able to, be able to see what's coming down the pipeline, you know, to prepare yourself. Amen. To get into the Word of God so that you are walking in light and not in darkness. Because if you walk in darkness, you're bound to stumble. You're bound to have troubles. This is why Jesus told Martha, he says, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things. And he says, one thing is needed and your sister is chosen the best part. You don't need to have to be aware, Jesus said, about how to take care of me. You just need to listen to what I am trying to show you and teach you so that you have the tools to be an overcomer. Amen. We want to make sure that we can overcome, and we don't want to be the problem. I don't want to be my own problem. That's dumb. You, know? you have to be careful that you're not creating your own problem. You need, that's why I say you need to make sure character counts. People link up with people and stuff all the time, and the people don't have any character. But yet they expect good to come out of it. It doesn't work that way. So you need to know them, the Bible says, that labor among you. You need to know them that you're linking up with. Light does not correlate with darkness. Paul says, so you need to make sure you have a clear understanding. Don't cause your own problems. Amen. Belshazzar caused his own problem. Paul says to the church at Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. He says, oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? You know, he says, who bewitched you? Who, 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 who did you let? cause you to go the wrong way so you have to ask yourself am i causing my own problems ephesians 5 verse 2 and 3 ephesians uh, it's not ephesians ecclesiastes excuse me ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 2 and verse 3 be not rash with your mouth Life and death is where? In the power of your tongue. A lot of people cause their own trouble because they can't keep their mouths shut. Telephone, telegraph. <laughs> Y'all go there, right? Amen. You need to learn to bridle your tongue. Don't tell everything you know. A lot of people just, you know, they get on the phone, they tell everything. Gossip. You know how many scriptures is against gossip? You know, backbiting and slander. Telling everything you know. You're going to create problems for yourself. You know, because some people, you know, when they hear that you've told something on them, they will come after you. See, so you have to be careful and not make sure you're not creating your own problem. You know, be not rash with your mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. 
For God is in heaven and thou upon the earth, and therefore let thy words, what? Be few. You know, two in one, right? Hear twice as much as you speak. Verse 3. For a dream come through the multitude of businesses, and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. You know, if you, in other words, if you just yak, 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 you're a fool. That's what it's saying. See, you need to control your words. Don't tell everything you know. As we used to say back in the old days, loose lips sink ships. You know, that came out in World War II because people would start telling everything they knew, and the enemy would immediately get the information and destroy the convoys and the ships. And you have to stop and think, am I creating my own problem because I'm giving the enemy the answer to what I'm going through? If I'm telling you all the things I'm going through, don't you think the enemy can hear that too? So I learned to what? Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen my heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. If I trust in God, then I have to believe he's going to bring me through it. I don't need to share it with everybody. I don't need to let people know what I'm going through in my life. You know, I can just keep praising God. He's given me a garment of praise for what? Spirit of heaviness. That we might be trees of righteousness. God's word is designed to get me over. God's word is designed to help me to be an overcomer. So I don't need to trust that. Amen. Notice what John says in 1 John 2, uh, 5 and verse 6. 1 John chapter 2, verse 5 and verse 6. John says, But whosoever keepeth the word, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abide in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. See, if God is in me, then I need to be able to walk just like he walked. How did he walk? Jesus prayed. And he rose up early before day and he went in a solitary place and prayed. Amen. So if God prayed, then I need to pray. See, I need to get up and I have to have a prayer life. I have to have devotions if I'm going to be overcoming my troubles because I want to build my relationship with Christ in such a way that I'm trusting him at every juncture, everything that comes my way. Number two, his word. Amen. He obeyed and he followed the word. Psalms 119, verse 50 says, This is my comfort and my afflictions. Thy word has what? Quickeneth me. Notice, this is my comfort in my trouble. This is my comfort in what I'm going through in my life. The word will quicken me. The word will bring me back to remembrance of what God has told me before. It will remind me I'm with you. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. See? So he was a doer of the word, and we have to be a doer of the word. This is what God is saying. You've got trouble because you're not doing what my word told you. 
And if I am in him, if I say I know him, then I'm supposed to know what his word is telling me to do. I can overcome by the word. Amen. Revelation, I think it's 12, 13. How did they overcome? By the word of their testimonies and by the blood of the Lamb, right? If I'm under the blood of Jesus Christ, if I've been baptized in His name, if I've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I'm under the blood. The enemy has no power over me. Jesus says in Luke 10, 12, 10 19, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. Amen. But if I'm not walking according to his word, then I'm not going to believe that scripture. See, I will have trouble with the word of God if I am not walking the way I'm supposed to be walking. I will lean to my own understanding. I will try to fix it myself. See? And it's never going to work that way. I've got to stand on the word of God. I've got to believe the word of God. They overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. You got a testimony. Amen. Stand on your testimony. You know where you were. You know how God brought you out. You need to stand on that. You have to control your words. You have to control your own tongue. Don't be your own worst enemy. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. We know the Bible tells us, amen, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every hot things that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Nothing should have dominion over you as a child of God. Nothing. Troubles, circumstances, sickness, nothing should have dominion over you. You are supposed to be on top as a child of God. Amen. Because you say, I know him. He abides in me. And he wants you to be victorious. Amen. We win in every situation. And so we've got to get to that point to where we trust in the Lord. Get to the point of nevertheless in your life. Amen. No matter what coming, no matter what problems you have, just say, nevertheless, I'm still serving God. You know, no matter what happens, no matter where I find myself, I'm still going to serve God. No matter how bad I feel, no matter how many headaches I have, I'm still going to serve God. I'm still going to worship God. I'm still going to read my word. I'm still going to praise and, and, and serve God. You know, you've got to get to that point in your life that nothing, Paul says, shall be able to to separate me from the love of God. Amen. So you have to get to that point and not let these things hinder you. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts in mind through Christ Jesus. So you're not, don't cause your own problems. You know, because if you cause your own problems, you're a fool. And you know what a fool says? In his heart, there is no God. Amen. So you need to be aware of that. You know, so, but greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. And God's word is designed to help you and I 
to be an overcomer in every circumstance and every situation and everything we face because he says, you have not obeyed my voice and my word. Amen. Are others the cause? Are others the cause? Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, starting with verse 10. Proverbs chapter 1. Solomon's mother began to give him some instructions here. She says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot amongst us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Reframe thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they that lay, lay wait for their own blood, they lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owner thereof. Amen. So notice here what his mother tells him. She says, my son, if they entice you, he says, she says, no. You need to know who you're with. You need to know the people you're hanging with. Amen. People will entice you to do wrong. That's creating your own trouble or, or others is creating your trouble for you. You know, I, I hear it all the time. You know, uh, people let other people lead them wrong ways. Who has the Holy Ghost? Who has the power? You know, oh, come on and go with me. No, I told you, people don't backslide by them. They're going to take somebody with them. You know, and as a result, if they can cause you to leave God's kingdom, you know, they're creating your problem for you and you're giving in to it. See, you need to be aware of that. Amen. So if they entice you, as others entice you to do wrong, if others even entice you to leave, to quit church, don't go to church. Come and go with me. I'm going, I'm going to go over here to Denmark. You want to come with me? That should be a wake-up call to you. That should be an immediately wake-up call. You know? You should, you know what you say? Go by yourself. See? Or you say, well, come on, go with me to church. See? But if you allow someone else to lead you wrong, be aware. You're going to walk into trouble. So don't let others cause your problems. And Daniel 7, 25, Daniel says, He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and thinks to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand for a time and time and the dividers of time. You know, the enemy wants to wear you out. See? Because he knows that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
And if he can get you to get your mind on your problems and your troubles and off God, he can wear you out. See? And as a result, your faith will not grow. See? Because you'll be so tired you can't focus on what you're going through because you're not trusting in God. You're looking at the circumstance and the situation and not trusting and believing in God. Amen. Exodus chapter 1, verse 7 through 14. We know this story, how it unfolds. The children of Israel, after Joseph is dead, the Bible says, And the children of Israel was fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. In other words, this new king that came did not know that Joseph was the one that had interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, and they are still alive and have all this stuff. It was Joseph. So they don't know Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them. Let lest they multiply and come to pass, that when they are fallen out any war, they join also with our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithons and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. So we can see here that their problems was caused by taskmasters that was afraid of them. See? And as a result, they didn't know Joseph. They wasn't aware of what Joseph had done for Egypt. And so, and as a result, they brought these, their trouble upon them. They made them slaves. They put them in slavery. And as a result of that, the children of Israel had to endure. But what's the promise, you see? God is with them. See? And the more they afflicted them, the mightier they grew. So when you're going through things in your life, Keep working, keep serving, keep worshiping. Because the minor, the more you go through, the stronger you're going to be. Paul says in Romans 5, tribulations work what? Patience. And patience experience. And experience hope. And hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our lives by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. We are to be overcomers in things. Amen. No matter what you're going through, no matter the trouble, no matter the trial, you've got on your hands the Word of God exceeding in precious promises, amen, from God that you greater, you can overcome the trial. You can overcome the trouble. What is God trying to show me? What is He doing in the trouble? What is He doing in the trial? What is He doing in the test of life? The Bible says in Hebrews, whom He loved, what? He chastened it. And he scorned every son. Amen. Sometimes God lets us go through some things so that we learn. So that we see where we are. As we say, gold in gold till it's been what? 
tried in the fire. Amen. You're going to go through some things, Jesus says. But I'm telling you, he said, you're going to overcome because I overcame. And if he overcomes and you know him, you know you're going to overcome. So stop focusing on it. Amen. Stop creating your own problems and expect good to come out of it. But trust in God. Believe in God. Hold fast to his word. Don't let others cause your problems for you. Amen. And Genesis 37, 23 through 28. Genesis 37, verse 23 through 28. And it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brother that they stripped Joseph of his coat. You know, notice, they create problems for Joseph. Why? Because of jealousy. Other people that are jealous of you will try their best to create trouble for you. If you are doing good on a job sometimes, other people that are jealous of you will try their best. They'll lie on you. They begin to say bad things about you to make you look bad, to create trouble for you. And a lot of times you don't realize it, and you wonder, why is everybody, why is the boss mad at you, you know, and why, you know, it's because others are creating your problems for you, see, and they're bringing trouble for you. This is why you've got to maintain your relationship with God. You have to let God be the vengeance giver. (laughs) You know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Give God a chance to work. You know, they created problems for Joseph. And then later on, Joseph gets into Egypt. And who else? Here comes Pharaoh's Potiphar's wife. She creates trouble for him. You know, because he won't sleep with her. He's trying to do what is right. In other words, she's thinking, you know, in a sense, he's holier than everybody else. I'm a C, you know. And as a result, she creates problems for him. And when his brother is finally in the end state, when you read the last chapter of Genesis in the 50th chapter, what did Joseph tell him? You meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. So we can preserve life. He sent me before you to preserve life. But if Joseph did not have a relationship with God from the beginning, amen, to where God had begun to speak to him, he would have probably gave in to Potiphar's wife. He'd have probably been angry at his brethren, you know, all of that. But Joseph, at the end state, he could see what he went through in his trials. God meant it for good. The same way with Job. All Job's troubles he went through. At the end, what happened? He gets twice as much as he had before. See, you have to learn to hold on. That's why when you read Job and and these what are they doing? They're holding to the word and promises of God. That's where we overcome in everything. No matter what we face, the answer is in the book. Amen. So let's hold to the word of God. I don't have time tonight, maybe next week. But Daniel 6, you know, read Daniel 6 if you haven't already. We know that, you know, Daniel's supposed to be guys that's supposed to be on his team. They get jealous of Daniel, and what did they do? They have the king to make a decree 
that anybody pray to any other God, you know, they're going to be cast in, you know, in the in lines of dens of line. They created problems for uh, Daniel. But what did Daniel do? He kept praying anyhow. You know, he held on to the promises and the word of God. And this is what you have got to do. Amen. So others sometimes may cause your problems, and you have to be able to see that. You have to be able to listen to God's voice so that when he speaks to you, you have a clear understanding so that you do not give in and begin to want to take measures on your own self, but that you will trust God and allow him to have vengeance in the situations. As you know, every one of these situations, when you read it in uh, Genesis to Daniel to the Proverbs, Amen. And the end result, God still takes care of them. You know, those guys that had them decide to decree, they wind up in the lion's den. Amen. You know, Daniel's, I mean, uh, Joseph's brothers, you know, the things they went through in their lives, you know. So we have to realize that. But God wants us to be overcomers. Okay. And so you have to realize you've got to hold to the Word of God. You've got to trust the Word of God. And you have to lean on the Word of God so that you do not allow yourself to be drawn away from things of God. Amen? All right. Don't forget. Amen. It's almost a weekend. (laughs) Christmas is coming soon. Amen. This Saturday... On Alaska, Walmart, 2 to 4 o'clock p.m. Amen. Come, sing with us some Christmas carols and make some joy. And let's help the Salvation Army raise a few bucks for their cause. Amen. Praise God. This Saturday as well. Amen. Then Sunday, we have church time back at normal. Have our discipleship class prayer at 9, discipleship at 930, and service at 10. Amen. Invite others to church. Keep reaching out to the lost. Be a light in darkness. Let your light shine. That men shall see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. Be safe everywhere you are, everywhere you go, on the road, in the snow. Amen. We'll dress warm. Keep yourself. Amen. Warm. Amen. Don't create your own troubles. <laughs> Amen. So be safe. Amen. Father, we exalt you again tonight. Lord, you're worthy of all our praise. You're worthy of all our glory and honor. You are the mighty God. You're the everlasting Father. You're the Prince of Peace. Let your word continually, God, to show us the right way. Give us a heart, God, to be obedient to you, to do the right things at all times, God. Give us a heart of wisdom. Give us a heart of knowledge and understanding. Let us be sincere about our walk with you, God, in all that we do. Let us realize, God, we can be overcomers in every situation. That, God, we should learn to walk and praise and honor you and to wait upon you in the times of those trials and tests that comes our way because you alone are worthy, God. We thank you, we bless you, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Greet one another. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.